booked and I've been off for over seven years now and I've never looked back and I am not only surviving, but I am thriving with MS but not with all the symptoms and all the craziness of the disease, nor the craziness of the side effects of the medication. So it's just been a major blessing. What if I told you that you had the power to change your life today just by choosing what you will eat next? Welcome to the podcast, Eat Your Best Life, where together through interviews and conversations, we dig deep into the power of plant-based nutrition and other lifestyle changes in enhancing your life both physically and spiritually. If you are ready to level up concerning your health, then this is the show for you. I am your host, Cersei Blue. Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of Eat Your Best Life. I'm your host, Cersei Blue, aka The Faithful Vegan. Hey guys, it's been a crazy week around the world concerning the coronavirus. Um, For many of you, you're probably experiencing the same thing, school closures, um, social isolation recommendations, and the list goes on. But I just wanted to um, make a little reminder before I get into the episode we have today is that we need to be compliant with the recommendations of washing hands, um, not gathering in large crowds, etc. But I wanted to emphasize that the truth of the matter is that ultimately, this is an inside job. And what I mean by that is nutrition has the largest impact on our immune system. And if we are eating processed foods, animal products, sugar, oils, and all these things, we're not setting ourselves up for the greatest immunity. Um, Let me remind you, and this is what this whole show is about, that plant foods in their whole form is needed to support optimal immune function. I'll be talking to you more on a separate episode, but I wanted us to just wake up concerning our health um, and, and just kind of narrow in because ultimately, like I said, this is what this show is all about. It's to help us overcome the standard American diet and to reverse and manage chronic disease. And I know a lot of what the CDC is saying is that people who have chronic disease are more vulnerable to this virus. So just wanted to give you that special reminder um, to eat your greens, eat your beans, eat your seeds, eat your nuts. Your green leafy vegetables are so key. Um, Your sunlight, your rest, managing your emotions, all the things that we need to do to build our immunity. Be cognizant of that um, and work on those things while you're in your shut-in. Don't be eating hot dogs and chips and things like that. When you're shut in over these days, eat food that are actually going to help to build your immunity. So I'll pivot with that being said and talk about the episode that we have going forward. And boy, do I have an amazing, amazing episode for you today. Um, I had a wonderful conversation with Tracy Fettinger, who shares her incredible story on how she beat multiple sclerosis by adopting a plant-based diet. So I'll tell you a little bit about Tracy. She's an awesome, awesome lady. Um, She's an educator and an Arbonne consultant. She's also a franchise owner of Veggie Cooking, where she teaches the community to cook while inspiring them to develop a love for vegetables. 
In this episode, Tracy talks very transparently about her health journey as it relates to her diagnosis of multiple sclerosis and the challenges that came with it. She also shares how she's able to thrive and manage her symptoms and remain off her medication since about 2011. After experiencing this life-changing event, concerning her health, she walks us through the shift that she has taken in her career. She also talks about how overcoming her MS has motivated her husband to use the same principles to manage his own chronic health issues. Tracy shares her passion for teaching kids to eat healthy and gives tips on how to get your kids on board. Tracy is so sweet. She's enthusiastic about life and inspires the audience to face their health challenges head on with under with the understanding that food is medicine. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the amazing Tracy Fettinger. Hi, Tracy. How are you? Hi, Sophie. I am doing better than I deserve. Wonderful. I am so excited to have you on this show. And I have to tell the audience just how we met. Like we actually live in the same town. It's a very small town, but like maybe 45, 50 minutes away is like the larger city. And there was a pop-up vegan event and we just happened to meet there, yet we never knew we existed in our own little small town. I thought that was just so amazing, and I was so glad that I was able to meet you um, and just hear about your powerful story um, on your journey of health. And so I want to say welcome, 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 and thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you for having me. I, it was a very interesting meetup and uh, definitely divine intervention, I think. Yes. Yes. So let's jump in. You have, I think, um, I would say one of the, you know, I heard a lot of stories in terms of how people have been able to transform their health, but you have a very, very powerful one. And I would say um, just by what I've heard, it's, it's kind of one of the most powerful ones I've heard in a long time. And so can you just give us a little background um, you are someone that was diagnosed with MS, multiple sclerosis. Can you just give us a little history? What was your life before you got diagnosed? Give us a little background on your upbringing and how you were eating and before you got diagnosed. Okay, yes. So I was basically, you know, standard American growing up. So I was on the standard American diet, maybe even a little worse than some because I uh, love my mother, but she was a single mom of four, didn't have a lot of money. Um, but, you know, we had bologna and hot dogs and mac and cheese, and she did make sure we have some veggies, but, um, you know, peas on the plate or whatever, but it was just your standard. There's a meat, there's maybe a veg, there's lots of carbs, probably you're fine. And I grew up eating the way that most of us eat. We didn't eat out a lot because we didn't have a lot of money, but it was just what we could afford. Hot dog soup, fried bologna sandwiches, you know, potato chips. And then um, I got out on my own and went to college and got a little bit interested in nutrition. But because of the time that I grew up, it was the big, big push for, oh, you got to have low fat, low fat. So I mean, I bought everything low fat. And when I say that, I mean, it was in a box or a can or a package of some sort. And I read those labels and ended up um, just thinking that I was healthy, but I was the queen of add water and stir, get it on the table fast, 
and just get it done and get it eaten and move on with life. Okay. So, okay. So walk us through that. So you're, you grew up on the standard American diet, as you said, probably even, probably even a little bit more um, processed foods than usual. Um, And so what happened? When did you get diagnosed with MS? Yes. So I was going along thinking, you know, I was fairly healthy. I was a pretty good weight and all that good stuff. And yeah, still ate a lot of processed food, but you know, it was, it was, it was healthy processed food, right? At least in my mind. And I ended up in the hospital. It's a really long story as to how I ended up there, but basically I had some numb tingliness in my legs and it worked its way up. And, um, at one point from the tips of my toes all the way to my torso was numb and tingly and I was a little worried. (laughs) So I went to the emergency room and they admitted me to the hospital after many, many tests, my first ever MRI, my second, third and fourth ever MRI and doctor upon doctor coming in, asking me a litany of questions, scratching their head and leaving. We finally um, ended up doing a spinal tap and some different things and got my diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. And the only thing I knew at the time that I was an adult this was 2011, and the only thing I knew about multiple sclerosis at the time was when I was a youth at my church. My pastor stood up and said one Sunday, I've just been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I'm retiring. This will be my last sermon. So in my brain, MS meant your life is done, and so I was definitely <laughs> a little freaked out, but my mom was um, in the medical field. She's been a medical transcriptionist for years, but my sister was actually in nursing school at the time. And so every assignment that she could do, and if, if she had a choice, it was going to be on MS. She was researching MS and writing about MS because now she had this connection and she would send me some articles and I kind of got interested too in doing some research. You know, she'd say, have you ever heard about this? Have you ever seen this? And there are people out there who are, are dealing with their MS in different ways. And so I was like, okay. So started doing a little bit more research and um, found out that some people were dealing with it holistically and naturally. And that was just right up my alley because I, you know, I'm not a big medicine taker. I, I will take it. I think it has its place. But when I have a headache, I'm going to do anything else first. And then medicine is kind of my last resort. It's mm-hmm. just always how I've been. Um, we'll take it, but I want to try other things first. And so these people were doing things instead of their medicine. And so I was like, okay, let me, let me dive off a little bit more into this. Of course, the day I got my diagnosis, my doctor, who is, is really an awesome doctor, you know, she started me on medication. That's, that's what they do. You start immediately. And I feel very fortunate because they did catch it very early. And a lot of people go years before they're even diagnosed. Um, But, you know, technology has advanced. The medical field has advanced. So I was like, okay, I'm taking this medicine. And my doctor said, basically, just get used to it. You'll be on medication for the rest of your life. Mm. And just something in me did not sit right. I I just do not feel that God created us to be on medication every day for the rest of our life. Yes, there's a purpose for it. And I think you can take it to, you know, help overcome some things. But I just do not believe that that's how God created our body. And so um, jumped off a little bit more into the research that my sister had kind of shared with me and 
made a plan and said, yeah, I'm going to try to do this holistically and naturally. Wow. So uh, you go from having the very first, I guess, um, introduction to MS by hearing your pastor saying, basically, I'm shutting down things. Um, And then you move from that to just something within you that just saying, you know what, I'm I'm rejecting that image. I, I want to... I want to fight for this. And so tell us what happens from there. So you're, you're on the medication um, and you're at the same time you're researching and, and getting all this information. At what point did you figure out, aha, this is it. This is what I'm going to try. And what exactly did you do? Okay. So I am one of those people that I also follow my doctor's orders. So I, yes. was, I was taking my medicine the way I was supposed to take it. You know, I was, I was a very good patient. But one of the side effects of this particular medication is flu-like symptoms. And I am an elementary school teacher. And it was really, really difficult for me to go to work not knowing if feeling like I had the flu was from my medication or from actually having the flu, I couldn't put my children in danger um, because kids can die from the flu. So that mixed with just the medication just made me feel awful. And then it was, oh, you're having this side effect. How about take this medication now? And okay, yes, sir. You know, yes, ma'am. I'll do what my doctor says. And then, oh, now I'm having this side effect. So, okay, now you need to take this medication. And when it, it was kind of like this perfect storm of I had been doing a little bit of research. My sister had been sending me stuff. I'm feeling awful. I'm having to miss work, which <laughs> gave me more time to research. Um, and I, I just said, you know, when it was the third prescription past my MS medicine, I was like, no, this has to stop. And I had discovered that there were people out there who changed their diet and their lifestyle a little bit and were thriving with MS. And so I concocted a plan and I went to my doctor and I said, look, I've got this research. There are people who are following a plant-based diet and controlling their symptoms through their diet and lifestyle. I want to try it. And I said, I'm not asking for your permission. I'm telling you, this is what I'm going to do. I still want you to treat me. I still want you to treat me just like you would any of your patients. Um, And I need to know if I want to stop my medication, can I just stop? Do I need to, you know, go back, go off of it slowly. You know, she kind of really worked with me. She was very supportive, very interested. And I told her my plan was to take about six months to transition and then be fully plant-based for six months. And then I wanted to drop the meds. And so we worked out a plan and she said that she would still see me. She wanted to see me maybe a little bit more often Mm -hmm. just to make sure things weren't going haywire, that things were working well. But every single doctor's visit, I was doing well. She And she would even say, I can't argue with success. Keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I'd come the next week and she would say, are you still doing this thing? And I'd say, yes, ma'am. And she'd do the, the litany of tests that I have to go through. And she'd say, well, uh, you, you're doing really well. I can't argue with success. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, so it was, it was difficult having grown up the way that I grew up. I had no idea what I was doing, but I decided I'm going to, I'm just going to start one meal a week. That was my first commitment, one meal a week and take six months to transition. 
So I went from one meal a week to, okay, I can, I can do this. I can do one meal a day. I started, you know, the internet was my best friend, especially in a small town. So I was like, I can do this. And I started with what I thought was the easiest breakfast, you know, every day for breakfast, I'm only eating plants. And, and then I just slowly said, okay, now I'm going to do one whole day a week and then two whole days. And then I started feeling so much better that I actually took less than six months transition. Mm. Um, and then I was full on, fully plant-based for six months and I went off my meds and I've been off for over seven years now and I've never looked back and I am not only surviving, but I am thriving with MS, but not with all the symptoms and all the craziness of the disease, nor the craziness of the side effects of the medication. So it's just been a major blessing. Wow. So what were some of the symptoms that you were experiencing um, before you were on the meds and even when you were on the meds? Give us a picture of what that looked like. Oh, um, Cersei, that's, I can, but it's going to be a little bit difficult because I'm one of those personalities that's, that tends to focus on the positive and kind of forget the negative. But um, I actually had a list at one time of over 30 symptoms. Really? Mm-hmm. And I wish, I wish I had kept it. But I didn't because I was like, oh, I'm done with that. Throw that away. But I mean, I was headaches. Um, I was having a lot of gait issues. Um, So I'm a little bit of a girly girl. Mm -hmm. And I could hardly walk without holding on to someone's hand or a rail or something unless it was just super smooth ground. I couldn't wear my heels. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't be me. (laughs) Um. I was, hair was falling out, um, jaw clenching. I mean, some of this was more from stress and the pressure and everything, but it just kind of all came together because stress actually triggers even more things with MS. Mm. But um, I was having some hearing situations. I was having some, uh, I forget what they call it, but some where my eyes, I could, see really well sometimes. And then other times it would, like my vision would kind of fade back and forth. And like I said, on and on, there were over 30 and I now have very little of that. Every now and then if I'm on rocky ground, I might have Mm -hmm. a little bit of a balance issue, but I wear my heels now. I don't have to hold on to anybody's hand when I'm walking and no one has to carry me across the room anymore. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I think I just block out some of those negative things and focus on yeah. the positive. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I just wanted to get a picture because if anyone could see you now, it would be like, you really don't see any remnants of that. And you're saying that you were able to not only get off your medications, not only cut down on the majority, if not all of your symptoms, um, but it's almost like you got your life back because you're a vibrant you know, outgoing person that if from the outside looking in, there's just no way that you would even guess that this was something that you struggled with. And I mean, that's amazing. And so, so here you are, your, your symptom, symptoms are going down. What, how did your doctor respond to this? What did she say? Cause this is like a miracle before her eyes. Yes. I mean, she, she really didn't think I was going to do it. I mean, we, we made this plan together and, Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't that she 
didn't think me, Tracy Fettinger, it was just the general population. You know, a lot of people are not going to do something that is so outside of the norm and, and so different and really kind of difficult. I mean, I even just back in 2011, it was easier than it was, you know, years before. And Mm -hmm. and since then it's gotten a lot easier, but she, every single appointment. So you still doing this thing. Yes, ma'am. You know, okay. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's do what we got to do. And she, we had a conversation right before she, she ended up leaving the practice and moving to a different um, city. Um, We had a conversation and she, she did. She said, I just, I didn't think you were really going to hold to it, but this is amazing. And I said, well, I'm, I'm one of those people, like I'm, I'm kind of extreme. I'm either all in or I'm all out. And, um, she says, well, I've kind of learned that about you, but, um, it was really, really cool that when she was leaving, she told me, I tell all my patients about you and I don't use your name, but I tell them all about you. And mm-hmm. I told her, I'm like, Hey, use my name. I don't care. But she, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> keep me from doing that, you know? Yeah. Um, but she, she, I don't know that she tells them, Hey, get off your meds, but she tells yeah. them there's a way to thrive. And I know because I have a, a patient who's doing it. And yeah. so she even, you know, we've got to where we swapped some recipes and things like that because one of her downfalls was ice cream. And I'm like, girl, freeze a banana and put yeah. it in your blender. And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely, it's been eye opening for her. And um, it was just so great to have, a doctor who was really supportive and who asked a lot of questions and didn't just shut me down. Um, so she was just always asking and, and, you know, checking in on me and making sure and, and really just seeing the benefits of it and then sharing with her other patients. So I counted that as, you know, a win-win I was winning and I was helping her other patients win maybe. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So, um, so what would you tell someone, I mean, just from your personal journey, who may have MS themselves, or who just got recently diagnosed? And um, what, what, what would you tell them in terms of how would they start this process of just finding out if this way is a possibility for them? Well, um, especially because of the amount of medications that so many of the MS patients take, mm-hmm. definitely you've got to talk to your doctor, um, yeah. you know, and y- you've got to know that if getting off some or all of your medications is a goal, then that needs to be a partnership because mm-hmm. it can be very dangerous to just yes. stop taking some medication. But the other thing I tell them is, some doctors are not going to be supportive. And so you have to know your why and you have to be really strong in your stance. And then I tell them, you know, a lot of people look at me now years later. Oh, I can't do what you do. Like what? Mm -hmm. You make your own almond milk. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. What? You, you cook everything from scratch. Well, it was, like you said, it was a journey and I'm, I'm still on this journey. I'm always looking for ways to improve my health. And, um, so I just tell them, you know, take one step. And a lot of times when I say I started with one meal a week, they're like, oh, what? 
I can do that. There's this thing called Meatless Mondays. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I could probably do that. You know? yeah. And especially with all the resources now, but make a plan, stick to it, and reach out if you need help because I, that's one of the things that I love. I, I have a passion for education and, and helping others. And so I'm always um, willing to help with different things. And it's part of where my, my new path has taken me. Yes. But um, start with, with one meal a week if that's what you need and and just grow it from there and take one step at a time. I, some of the classes I teach, one of the main things that I say is I want you to make sustainable changes. Yes. Not fads, not oh, I'm going to do keto for a week or whatever, not no, I probably shouldn't have said that cuz I don't want to bad mouth anything, but it, <laughs> yeah. it, it's not about this fad. It's not about yeah. do something for a week or two. It's make yeah. small sustainable changes and then make another one and then make another one and take yeah. those little steps because I mean, healthy is not a destination. It is mm. a journey. And it, 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 that, that's what I tell people all the time. Just mm. one step in the right direction is a good step. And we don't necessarily take all the same steps, you know, because mm. the journey, if it's a, if it's, you know, if it's a journey, there's lots of places we can go and, and lots of places um, you know, you know, a lot of people, oh, it must be organic. Well, I am now organic, but I didn't start out that way. The biggest thing was how do I eat just plants? Cause I knew that at the time, if, if I just were, if I just started eating the plants that I was eating, it wasn't going to be enough because we're talking, let's see, you know, corn, green beans, and an iceberg lettuce salad. That was like mm. the, the gist, you know, maybe some potatoes, yeah. mashed potatoes, but I knew like, that's not going to be well-rounded. So it, it does take some learning. It does take some researching to, and really a paradigm shift because you build meals differently. It's not a meat, a starch and a veg anymore. It's, and so because you're eating differently, you're, you're, you're planning differently, you're shopping differently. There are a lot of changes that have to take place, but it doesn't just happen overnight. It doesn't. And so, you know, you can't just poof, be, that way. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And it's interesting that this whole experience, um, like you just mentioned, kind of burst a, a new direction in terms of your entrepreneurship and some of the things that you're doing to teach to edu- the education in the community, not only to adults, but to the little kids, which we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. Um, but just for curiosity's sake, what would be a typical meal? Like, because you talk about really expanding your plate, give us an idea of what, what does your plate look like these days and what would be a rich uh, meal in terms of what you're speaking of? Okay. So I can just tell you a little bit about what I've had lately. And, um, I've been on this big sweet potato kick. So I've even been eating sweet potatoes for breakfast. Um, uh, so like the other day I had basically a sweet potato slaw. I did a shredded sweet potato, a little pineapple, um, pecan and chopped up apples. And then I made like a little bit of a dressing to go with it with a little lemon juice, a little lemon zest, a little honey, and just a little bit of plant-based mayo and whipped it all up. And that's been my breakfast for the last couple of days. Today I had for lunch basically a a Mexican-inspired, it was 
um, actually two different kinds of beans, a black bean and a pinto bean with some rice and some salsa on top of a bed of mixed greens sprinkled with a little nutritional yeast flakes, um, some red onions in there, some peppers, lots of veg. And I really try hard to make half of my plate, if not more, veg every single meal. And breakfast, I kind of get a little leeway, but I try to get as many veg in at breakfast as well. Um, so let's see. I also this week had some, uh, pulled quote unquote pulled pork jackfruit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I made my own barbecue sauce and, um, marinated some jackfruit in that and then sprinkled it with a little cashews and then stuffed it in. I actually had a baked sweet potato. My husband had a baked white potato just because we had both and whatever, um, with a nice big, um, spinach salad on the side and, Lots and lots of greens, lots and lots of veg. And we do get some sweets in there too, but my sweets are a little different than most people's. So (laughs) um, we do still have dessert. It's just in a totally different fashion. And I usually, you know, make it myself, but I have this raw apple cobbler that I make. That's a big hit when I take it to potlucks. And Mm -hmm. um, so it's just so, so very different. And, you know, a lot of people say, so you eat salad? I'm like, well, yeah, but I eat so much other stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, that's a misconception. Um, but but really, like, above all, I remember I heard a quote says that no food tastes as good as, as how feels. I feel. Yeah. And I mean, just hearing your story, it's like all of the food that you're talking about sounds so delicious. But what even reigns even more true just listening to your story is that the lifestyle, like just being able to have your life back and, and what you're just the vibrancy that you're talking about, that's priceless. Yes. Um, and then it's just so amazing to hear. And, and that's why I thought it was just so important to share your story because there are people out there who they've written themselves off. You know, they might be on 10 or 15 medications, whether it's for MS or diabetes or high blood pressure, and they don't have hope. And they think, you know what, there's no way out for me. But just hearing you speak, it it just gives, you know, it just, it's just so hopeful. And and that's why I thought just everybody needs to hear this story because it's an amazing one and a testament to the power of food in our, in our lives. And so we're going to pivot a little bit. Go ahead. You said something key there, though, because mm-hmm. okay, so I have MS, but yeah, um, my husband had high cholesterol and high blood pressure, and ah. like dangerously high, like really, really bad. So we actually um, got him back to normal with not one pill; it was all wow. diet. And lifestyle, because I say lifestyle, because being active is also a part of it. Yes, you, you know, you are the steward of this body that God gave yes, you. And you need to take yes. good care of it, and um, I, I do. That's actually one of the. I think that's the whatever you call it, the cover on my Facebook page that mm-hmm. nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. Nothing. Yes, but you know that's what? the quote. Mm-hmm. I eat extremely delicious food. <laughs> Yes, you do. You do. You do. And, you know, and and just hearing that. But so you transformed. So it kind of spilled over to your whole life then because you worked with your MS, you overcame your MS, but then your husband just by default because of what you're eating, he ends up reversing his high cholesterol and so forth. So yes, that's just remarkable. 
Um, so I just read a quote. You said quote, so I got to share this because yes. I just read a quote the other day and it said that research is now indicating more and more that our choices have more impact on our health than our genes. And I mean, oh, yes, because so many people, like you said, they're like, oh, no, it's just in my genes. My mom had it. My dad had it. But it's not. I mean, there are precursors. And yes, I think I had to have a certain gene probably to develop this MS, but then I've been able to overcome it. And food is powerful. I mean, the founder of our modern, which is crazy, our modern medicine, Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine. And so it just, we've gotten away from it, unfortunately. Yes. And tell us a little bit about some of the classes you teach. I know you talk about, um, you teach classes to children. Um, is it veg cooking, the, the, the agency that you work for, and you teach healthy cooking to adults, but you also teach um, a Bible study um, yes. relating to healthy eating and, and so forth. Can you tell a little bit about um, the, the work that you're doing now? Because it seems like after all of this, you were able to give back to the community and just develop this passion to teach and reach others. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, it, it definitely is a passion. And um, someone recently told me it was my ministry and I, I just loved that. But to tell you what I'm doing now, I do have to back up just a little bit. Because yeah, sure. Um, so I made these changes and I mean, I'm not going to say that it was easy, but it's, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. But again, because I knew my why and I, I, I I just knew it had to be done. So, um, made these changes. And like you said, I just started thriving and people would ask questions and it just sparked something in me. And so back a few years ago, I had someone, they would say, well, like I said, so you just eat salad? Like, no, I eat lots of things. Well, what do you eat in a week? Like, I don't understand. And so I started, um, just writing down menus that, you know, cause I would make up my menu for the week and I would share that with people and, people were like, Oh, this sounds really good. And so it just kind of started. And then they were like, well, I don't know what this is. I don't, I'm not really a good cook. And so I decided a couple of summers ago to do a healthy eating series where I made lunch and dessert, a totally plant-based lunch and dessert for for anybody that wanted to come. And I mean, they had to sign up so I would know how much food I needed and everything, but it ended up being really well. And it was open to anyone, children's, teens, adults, anybody, and had really, really good success with it. And so I started praying, God, I, I really, like, I've always, I wanted to be a teacher since I was five years old. I saw my first kindergarten teacher and I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I said, I, I, I'm feeling a shift. I, I really, I still have a passion for teaching, but I really, because of what it's done for me, I have this passion for health and nutrition because I know what it can do for other people. And unfortunately, there aren't enough people out there telling about it. So I started praying like, just please give me a way to combine both of my passions. And... um 
Arbonne kind of found me at one of my classes and I thought maybe that was it. Arbonne is this great company with this amazing nutrition products. And so um, it kind of got sat before me and I was like, is this this what you want me to do, God? And I just felt, yes, him saying, yes, do it. And so I became a consultant and I'm helping people gain their health back. I'm helping them transition. I'm helping to show them that it can be easier um, and that it doesn't have to be quite as difficult as it was for me. If I had had some easier way to transition way back when, I probably would have taken it, but there was still something missing. So I'm, I'm helping these people take back their health, but these people, quote unquote, they were all adults. And although I love that, like I, I love helping adults, there was still something missing. So I was still kind of praying, you know, I was still teaching at my school and, and I kind of had this side gig where I was helping people with amazing nutrition products and we were being healthy on the inside and out. And, um, but I was still praying, like, I really want to find a way to to match these two passions together and, and, and build a career on it. And so we actually went on a cruise. <laughs> and I was talking with someone and she says, oh, you should meet so-and-so. She lives in Jacksonville. And I was like, wait, I live pretty close to Jacksonville. Yeah. Long story short, the weekend after the cruise um, was the Jacksonville Veg Fest, and this person was going to be there that she swore that I needed to meet. So I was like, okay, I'll, and she connected us. We kind of texted each other, and I went to her booth, and her booth says veggie cooking, and I was like, okay, what what is this? And she said, well, we teach classes. We teach kids, teens, and adults how to cook and love their veggies. And I was like, what? That sounds really, really cool. But you're way down here. And I, I, you know, I had been working in Jacksonville for years, but I finally got a job back home and I didn't really want to commute. Anyway, she says, well, we're looking to franchise. I was like, what? Oh, you want to, you want to expand and franchise. And so Anyway, we, we, I, I look at some of her information. It seems really awesome. And I go after a couple weeks later and I go and observe a class and I fell in love. I was like, I love this. It's teaching kids to cook and love their veggies and starting them out young enough that they're going to start making better choices before they get to the point where they have to have a diagnosis and and totally revamp years of, you know, poor choices and things like that. And so it's just, it's been amazing. And so I was able to franchise. So now I feel like I have the complete package because I have classes that I teach. I have services, I have products and I can help anybody, any age, any gender, any lifestyle. And it's just been absolutely amazing. And it's growing even in this small town, it's growing. Um, and I'm, I'm, I just absolutely love it. And so God answered that prayer and I am working on building that business and hopefully we'll be able to just focus on teaching people about being healthy really, really soon. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, So in terms of the little kids, since you brought them up, you know, you do talk about the importance of just getting them to start while they're young. Um, I always ask anyone who comes on the show who talks about kids and eating, because I have a little picky eater at home. And so what are, what would you advise some tips for parents to kind of get their little ones to love their veggies? 
So I have to be a little bit careful here because although I have some experience, I am not a parent. So I like to always say, you know, I don't, I don't have that battle three times a day at every meal or anything mm-hmm. like that. Right. But um, a couple of things. Number one, um, I, I've had parents say that because of these classes, their kids are trying so many more things. But I think um, I had one lady say these classes. She just said this last week. These classes are making my kids eat more vegetables. Why would I not want her in this class? Right. <laughs> no, I, mean, I love it. I had yeah. one lady that after the very first class that her son took, she said, I'm about to do a cartwheel. You're kidding. You got him to eat a mushroom? I'm like, mm-hmm. y- y- yes. Was I not supposed to? She goes, no, I couldn't get him to eat a mushroom for anything. And you, here yes. he is. And, um, so getting them involved. Yes. Um, they, in our veggie cooking classes, they do everything from the cleaning to the prepping, to the cooking, to the serving. I mean, they do it all. And so getting them involved has been really excellent. Once they start feeling it and touching it and chopping it and stirring it, it's amazing how much more willing they are you know, and so at home, so they don't get to be a part of this during our class so much, but at home, if, if they can be a part of, you know, meal planning and not that my husband is a child, but even when I was making these changes, involving him a little bit more in the meal planning, he bought in a little bit more, you know, he was willing to try new things because he was able to have some input. And I think the kids are the same way. Um, Another thing is it takes more than one exposure, more than one taste sometimes to get their taste buds acclimated to something. So just because they didn't like a carrot today doesn't mean don't offer them a carrot next week. Doesn't mean don't try to prepare it a different way so that we can find maybe, maybe it's that they like it cooked and not raw. Maybe it's that they like it raw and not cooked, you know, so just being able to experiment and and letting them kind of have some choices is really um what i think is important so i don't have kids myself but i have nieces and nephews that i've yeah. you know done things with and then the kids at these classes i mean i have literally had them say well i don't really like tomatoes but i'm going to try it in this recipe cuz this looks mm-hmm. really good mm-hmm. and you know then they end up almost every time they like it. And I I start just about every class. We go through our little list of, of rules and routines. And I tell them, you know, you, you might not like everything. I hope you do. I hope you love everything that we make, but you might not. And that's okay. But our rule is that you try one bite and then you use your manners. You either say, no, thank you. Or you say, may I please have some more and more than not. I hear may I please have some more than I hear no thank you. And I can sometimes start the class with the most disgusted looks on their faces because I'm telling them some of the ingredients and they're looking at each other like, oh, no, I'm not eating any seaweed or whatever that stuff was that she just said. Um, but then at the end, it is just so heartwarming to have these looks and they're mm, not going to eat that. And then at the end, they're like, may I please have some more? I'm like, oh, yes, you surely may. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, so, yes. Um, making it a, an environment where they're not going to be in trouble either. You know, like all you have to do is one bite. 
you don't, you know, and I try to give them a very small portion at the beginning. So, you know, don't heap a lot on their plate and expect them to clean their plate. Give them one bite and, and, and then keep trying it. So those are the things that I would recommend the most. And, um, just exposing them to as many different things as possible too, because there's a lot more out there than just corn and green beans and mashed potatoes. So (laughs) yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. Well, I like to ask everyone on the show, this metaphorical question, the show is called eat your best life. So if you had three things to put in your picnic basket of health, what would those three things be? And I've heard you ask that and I knew it was coming and I still have so hard of such a hard time trying to narrow it down. Yeah. But um, I'm going to revert a little bit back to something I did at summer camp two summers ago where I asked the kids if you could only have if you had to have one food at every meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? You can have other things, but you have to have this one at every single meal. And I actually chose chickpeas um, mm. because they're so versatile. They can be soft and mushy in a hummus. They can be crispy and crunchy when you bake them up. They can be sweet. They can be savory. So chickpeas for their versatility are like my my definite go-to number one. Um Number two is definitely some dark leafy greens, dark leafy greens. I swear. Um, it always makes me think of my big fat Greek wedding where they, you know, Windex was the answer to everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you have a little <laughs> bump on your elbow, Windex. Yeah, yeah. My, it seems like every question that I get asked, so, you know, well, well, where do you get your protein or, or where do you get your calcium or where do you get this? Like dark leafy greens are almost always the answer. Yes, you know, they, yes. they have just so many nutrients and there are so many varieties out there. So if I can just say dark leafy greens as a group <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, my third thing, I'm, I'm going to go metaphorical here and say an open mind. You know, I am one of those that when I see a recipe and go, how in the world can those ingredients go together and be good? That means I'm making it because I just have to know, like, I, I you know, but I keep, keep an open mind and be, you know, experiment. And when you see something that maybe doesn't sound good or maybe doesn't, you know, really strike your fancy. So maybe that's not what you're going to, you know, make all the time, but experiment and keep your mind open and and try new things because there are just so many things out there. And there are actually so many more plants. There are so many more things that are on my to eat list than are, that are, than are on my not to eat list. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, and so just, we do have a very limited view sometimes. Like I said, I mean, I can ask kids and really it's green beans, corns and mashed potatoes. And that's, that's the vegetables that they eat, but, um, have an open mind and experiment. That'd be my third. Yeah. That's wonderful. And I could keep going, but you said three, so I'm going to stop. Yeah, I did say three. (laughs) So let the audience know, um, where can they find you? Like if they wanted to learn more about veggie cooking or just to, you know, you know, talk to you more, ask you any questions, tell us where they can find you on social media. Okay, so I really am only on Facebook, but I am on a few different places on Facebook. Um, 
I have uh, my personal page, Tracy Fettinger, but then there's also the Veggie Cooking Camden, and that's V-E-G-E-C-O-O-K-I-N-G, and then Camden, because like I said, I am a franchise. So Veggie Cooking is the original, and then I'm Veggie Cooking Camden. Um, So a lot of my classes are listed there, and uh, that's probably the best way to find me uh, is through Facebook. I I fought Facebook for a long, long time, and I feel like I'm still really relatively new because I've only been doing it a couple (laughs) of years, but I just haven't delved off into any of the others. And with my crazy schedule, I'm just still trying to figure out Facebook. So (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. 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 But Tracy, thank you so much for sharing your powerful story. I honestly believe that it's going to change somebody's life. Um, And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on here. And I hope to have you on again. Yes, thank you so much for having me. And and that is why I share, um, because I do know that the choices we make can change our lives. And I like to share my story and I like people to know it, but I also like them to know that I help a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So reach out. And even if, I mean, this is what I tell people. Do I think everybody should be just like me? Of course I do. But, you know, (laughs) I also know that's not very practical. That's not it. I don't necessarily want little mini me's. I want you to find your path. I want to help you find your path to your best health. And so it might be slightly different, but if I can help you take a step or two or 14, whatever, I am always available to help anybody with their health goals. Yes. Wonderful. All right. Well, have a blessed day and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Eat Your Best Life, the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. Until next time, thank you for listening.